Who wants to talk about technology? Yeah, that was chaos. (laughs) Yes, a little bit. Oh, my goodness. But you did it. Yeah. And I'm going to need you to show me how to do it. Okay. For... Well, I'm going to need to go back on YouTube and get the guy who showed me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very fair. That's absolutely fair. Hey, but you know what the best news about this whole thing is? Hmm. We are not beholden to 40 minutes anymore. Oh, my God. And we can... we're, in, we're in the same room. That's oh, weird. my God. This is weird. <laughs> we're doing it in front of each other. Yikes. Awkward. Way to make it even weirder with your creepy facial expression. <laughs> it's radio, my love. They can't tell. I don't think I have a, a cool opening for today uh, for me introducing myself because Obvious Child doesn't have anything. Just uh, just fake throw up midway through your introduction. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Ben really threw up. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, we'll go into the music. And cue music. It's t- it has to flow. Cue intro. I don't have the actual music. I do that in the post editing. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to buy me a soundboard, they're only about a grand. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to B&B Presents A24-7, a podcast where two people who live together and love each other despite technical problems... Come together and talk about every A24 movie in order. I am, of course, one of your hosts, as always, Ben. And joining me, as always... Brianna. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. She is doing a bit because we are talking about a movie today that involves morning sickness and things like that. But before that, we have decided we want to make the show a little more flowy. We want to give a little start to the show before. So, Brianna is going to take a look at the headlines today, and she is going to read us some A24 news. That is breaking. Of course, it's breaking several weeks after when you guys hear it, but still, to us, it's breaking, so it's very exciting. All right, so uh, in the, you know, newest in quotes, because it's probably been out for a while now. Uh, A24's Marcel the Shell with Shoes On hit the top 10 in North America at number 8, with an estimated 340,000 in week 3 at only 48 locations. That's pretty good. That's pretty freaking good. Mm -hmm. It's not playing in Nevada, so, you know. No, I, I, I can't. You won't get to watch it. No, I don't. Soon. I don't have a chance to see that movie. <laughs> it would be nice if I could see Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yes. I'm uh, a big fan of Jenny Slate, who's in this movie today. Yes. But uh, it says that uh, it's a big opportunity because the audience for A24 is usually 18 to 35, and they're all indie movie fans. Mm-hmm. So, very big, big news. Let's be honest. The, that's uh, that's the market we want to attract with this podcast. They, they are the ones who will have the money. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. They can buy all the things that we decide to to pimp on this podcast. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's uh, any other A24 news? Not anything else crazy. They did get a first look deal with Malcolm Gladwell's Pushkin Industries podcast company, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, meaning they get, all, I think they get the first looks at most A24 stuff, if I read this correctly. 
but it does say under the new deal they do have right of first refusal to develop film and tv projects based on pushkin's intellectual property as well that's pretty good i yeah. mean basically they say if you want to survive in today's wars with like streaming and stuff you either need to have franchises or have intellectual property mm -hmm. so that's pretty great yeah um also zach efron is going indie and he's going to be in the new uh, Iron Claw movie. Yeah, I haven't heard about it either. Tell us a little about what Iron Claw is about. Um, it looks like it is going to tell the story of the Von Eric or Eric family. He's doing a movie about... A real-life wrestling dynasty. He's doing a movie about oh the Von Erics? Ooh. You're going to love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Zach Efron, that dude's taking yeah. chances. And he's, yeah, it says that he's played that, oh my gosh, goodness, a real life wrestling dynasty that has played a prominent role in the sport since the 1960s. In its heyday, the family consisted of the patriarch Fritz von Erich and sons Kevin, David, Carrie, Mike, and Chris. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> Do it for fun once in a while. Yeah, Fritz's grandsons still wrestle professionally today. Mm -hmm. In spite of their athletic success, the von Erichs were haunted by tragedy. Five of Fritz's von Erich's sons died. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they're a very tragic. Um, actually, as much as you don't like wrestling, you know what you might love? Dark Side of the Ring, which is a documentary series all on the tragedies of wrestling. Wow. There's one on the Von Erics. I mean, I can't believe you skipped over the most important A24 news of the week. Hmm. Well, today I went out and bought everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> that's true. That wasn't news from A24. That was news of your should, A24. It should, yeah. Yes, yeah, my ever-growing A24 collection. Yes, your collection. That is, um, it, what is it, 11, 12? 12 C 13. 13 CD cases filled with how many each? I would say 100 each. 100 each. That right there. Mm -hmm. Quite a bit. Too yeah. many. Mm. Maybe some, some, some would say some that I am not enough. chasing that dragon properly. I'm chasing it, all right. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> Just hook it to my veins. All right, why don't we tell them what we're watching? Well, guys, we are not going to be coy about this. We're going to be obvious because we are watching the 2014 movie starring Jenny Slate, Jake Lacey, Gabby Hoffman, and is directed by Jillian Robespierre. It is, of course, Obvious Child. I came here tonight on a very different mission, and uh, that is to um, say to you <clears throat> that... Um, sorry. Which is to um, say... To you um that i am pregnant Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. okay all right testing the waters i dropped that one down uh the second thing that i would like to say right now out loud and i'm gonna say it out loud right now out loud right now i'm fine everything's fine just rolling along with this out loud right now um is that i uh am going to have an abortion Okay, okay, keep breathing. Uh, tomorrow, which is Valentine's Day. So, <laughs> we'll start from there. I'm sure you're wondering uh, how this happened. Uh, little thing that I like to call uh, getting banged out <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> the heat, heat, heat of the night um, by uh, a very nice person um, that I don't know very well at all. I don't know. He was a stranger, um, but a nice one. Probably the best of all the strangers that are out there. <laughs> was this your first time watching Obvious Child? 
Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Neither had I. Actually, Tyler said we were going to really enjoy this one. Yeah, it's it's good. I liked it a lot, actually. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad finally Tyler recommended something that you <laughs> you actually you were like, yeah, I was into this. Oh, well, you know, my first time meeting Tyler, I feel like, is going to be strained because I already have a strained relationship with this movie. Choices. She struck him in public. We I, were, we were. I did not. No, no, no. That's going to be the first <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> oh. Well. She struck him. <laughs> well, we of course break down our podcast into the three sections: the who, the what, and the why. And we of course take the who and the what, and we combine it into a little section that I love to call the discussion, aka Brianna Hickey is going to read us some wiki. Yes. So why don't you take us through the plot of Obvious Child? All right. So after performing a set um, at her regular comedy club, Donna Stern is dumped in the bathroom by her boyfriend, Ryan, who confesses he is leaving her for one of her friends. Donna tailspins into a wave of depression and later drunkenly delivers a terrible set in which she insults her ex-boyfriend. Later that night at the bar, she meets Max, who is there with clients but who missed her set. Donna and Max have an instant connection and they end up having sex. In the morning, Donna leaves Max's apartment without saying goodbye. Let's talk about her comedy involving, like, before she gets dumped. It's funny. It's funny. It's yeah. pretty out there. It's pretty, like... I mean, she she goes for... Right word? I can't think of the word, but... Crass? She just doesn't give a fuck, yeah. No, yeah, she she's she's a, she's a female comedian in the yeah. 2010s. And it's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly how it should be. Because mm-hmm. comedy used to be funny, and comedy used to be dangerous. Comedy is dead now. <laughs> yeah, comedy is, comedy is so dead. Yeah, so, no, it's great. It's, she's funny, she's confident in herself, she's, like, upbeat, she's got it, like, she feels good about her set, for sure. She yeah. knows what she's doing, and she knows she's good at it. And then And then she gets dumped. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, he's a dick. That's Ryan, right? Yeah, we don't we don't like Ryan. Yeah, Paul Briganti. I don't really Paul Briganti. Yeah, Paul Briganti. I am I saying know. it right. No, I've never seen him in anything else, but he plays kind of that perfect douche. Yeah, I mean, he leaves her for her friend. Like, <laughs> the way she handles it is yeah. just exactly <laughs> exactly how you would think. I'll say it too. It's just, I mean. I've always liked Slate. Yeah. It was weird, too. This was the movie that confirmed that Jenny Slate and Gabby Hoffman are not the same people. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> her good friend Gabby Hoffman is the one who... I think it's... Is it's it a... Friend. Is so it, it's not a roommate. It's not a roommate, I don't think. Oh, they might be staying together, but they never confirm if it's a roommate or not. She gets into just kind of a drunken, a, a drunken night... And her second set is not good. No. Yeah, the set, the set you see, yeah. It's mostly about her. And you know, the thing they don't talk about in the little description here is, in between that, it shows her at home leaving, like, several voicemails. Oh my god, so many. <laughs> I have the normal HPV. She yeah. has the terrible HPV. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I would say funniest maybe moment in this whole movie for me is where she is then stalking them. Oh my god. And she's like, okay, if the woman in the brown coat takes a sip of her coffee, steps off to the right, then I'll leave. And you're like, you're like, God, you're hoping so hard. And then she does all of that and she still is like, fuck! I think my I think my favorite moment is where they come outside to walk the dog, the yeah. new girl, and Ryan, and she just goes, oh fuck! And throws yeah, the coffee and, throws the and, coffee. and runs. <laughs> fucking funny it is good oh man so so 
So, okay, so then she meets Max, and he's like a freaking golden retriever. You loved human. Max from the start. I knew he was going to be a good guy from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And then the knifing happened in the movie, ladies and gentlemen. That's not true. That's Max, not true. nobody gets stabbed in this no. movie. So okay, so she le- has sex with Max, and then they she bounces. She's like, "Not nah, a good one night stand. Quick little rebound sex, and I'm out of here." So several weeks after their one night stand, Donna discovers that her breasts are sore while trying on clothes, and suspects that she is pregnant. A home pregnancy test later confirms this. Donna visits the Planned Parenthood clinic to schedule an abortion and discovers the only dates available are her mother's birthday and Valentine's Day. <laughs> she picks Valentine's Day. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I will say, I love... We didn't even talk about this. Before they have sex, and it was something you pointed out, they don't just jump right into no, sex. No, no. They get to know each other. They have some laughs. They, they do, pee in an alley together. Yeah, they pee in an alley together. He farts in her face. <laughs> they have, like awkward like getting to know you hangout sessions and yes it's, it's it's fun you can tell there's a chemistry between them even for being drunk it wasn't just like hey let's bone and bounce exactly bone and bounce. that sounds like a rap song let's bone and bounce. actually bone and bounce <laughs> sounds like a place where you eat bone in wings and also bounce on like a bouncy castle oh god that would, you would die someone would no no like you you bone you eat the wings first and then you go to the bouncy castle someone uh, yeah you know i could get behind it right yeah, yeah bone yeah, and all bounce right, all right I'll, I'll live with that trademark but, uh, trademark bnb productions bone and bounce yeah that's ours <laughs> that's our next up and coming business yes <laughs> it closed after three weeks because people didn't read the sign that said eat the wings then go in the bouncy yeah, castle what well, two Two children have died in yes. the bounce houses. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. Um, it's So now, okay, so she goes to Planned Parenthood. And, wow, what a freaking topic to discuss right now with the current state of the world. The beauty is this one will not actually age in the couple of weeks it takes no. to put it out. Because, no, because it will still, still be topical. with the shit of the government. So. Oh, my God. I... Yeah, we're, we're, uh... I'm so sorry you're a chick. Yeah. It's not great right now to be a woman. It doesn't feel great at all. It's not really great to be a person, I feel like, in general. Yeah, it's, even though I don't have to worry about, like, the government putting their hands on my body yet, and I also stress that word heavily because I feel like any minute they're coming and go, you can't masturbate anymore, and I'll be like, how are you going to monitor me? Because you best bring someone in and you best be paying my rent for it, too. It's just shit, but we're not a a political podcast. We're not going to go too far into this because... Some movies, some movies kind of bring it out, though. All you need to know is that, uh, fuck the government, so... We meet both of her parents at this point. Yes. So Max tracks Donna down at the bookstore where she works and they have the first of several awkward conversations. Donna then runs into Max when he stops by her mother's apartment to return a book to her mother, Nancy, who is a former professor of his. They have dinner together where Donna is prepared to tell Max about her pregnancy and impending abortion, but cannot bring herself to tell him after he makes a comment about how he wants to be a grandfather someday. All right. You know, I will say this. In movies normally like this, less good movies too, and I, I can think of one that I will I will absolutely cite as an example because I think this is actually the better version of this. Movies like this will either completely underwrite the female or male character mm-hmm. in the situation like this. See, for example, Knocked Up. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, Katherine Heigl's character has no motivation outside of you have a baby inside of you it will come out by the end of this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where in this movie, both Jenny Slate's character and the character of Max 
are both incredibly well written. Mm -hmm. Like, Max's character actually has things to say and actually has opinions on things. Yeah, and they don't really just, like, write him off about it. They, like, let him speak his opinions and they talk about it and it's awkward, for sure, because they don't know each other and they met when they were drunk. (laughs) I do love the twist that the mother is the professor of him like when he walked in that door both of us were like what the fuck (laughs) and the um what was it Uh, the father richard kind as the father yes who's working on muppets for some reason love it yeah he's he's so out there (laughs) oh it's very very fun so good so okay he comes to Donna's comedy show, but le- but she leaves with another man, Sam. She has an awkward evening with Sam and quickly leaves. After her terrible <laughs> night, Donna visits her mother to talk about her upcoming abortion. Her mother comforts her by telling her that she too had an abortion before Donna was conceived. So Sam. David Cross. Sam. Oh a my gu- god. A guy a who we normally love and everything, yeah. <laughs> but he's a real scumbag in this. It's so bad. And, and I think, it, obviously, they're doing that on purpose to kind of, to more so, I think, like, show you, one, how fucking douchey comedy comedians can be sometimes, and also, like, go back to Max. Especially comedians who make it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ridiculous. So, um, but the good news is Donna's mom is actually comforting, not raging you do expect them to to buck the trope of her like trying to shame donna into keeping the child Mm -hmm. but she actually like does a great like she actually goes the other way and says like no it's it's totally fine if you do this you're not ready to have a child in any capacity and she knows she's like no it's fine accidents happen it's fine yeah like you're not ready that's that's my biggest problem with what they're doing in the world right now and i know you said we don't want to get political here but like if you are someone who is like assaulted or like Mm -hmm. it becomes like an honest to goodness accident. You should be able to have that taken care of without any shame or any sort of political strife behind it. If you're doing it as a method of birth control, then no, like you, you should have to deal with that consequence. Like that's kind of my thoughts on the subject. But I mean, once again, too, I'm also a guy who believes that if a girl, if I knock up a chick and she wants to keep it, I will have the discussion with her on what I think should happen, but at the end of the day, it is ultimately her choice. Yeah, it, it's all about choice, in my opinion. Yeah. So, it needs to be about choice, not nothing else. Yeah, just like the Matrix. <laughs> so, Donna regrets pushing Max away and leaves him several unreturned voicemails, apologizing and saying she really does need to talk to him, and he never answers. So, as a final effort, she invites him to the club to see her perform. Max arrives just as she goes on stage to perform a set about how she is pregnant and will have an abortion the next day. Max leaves, but on the day of the Donna's abortion, he arrives at her home with flowers and asks if he can accompany her to the procedure. And that's when Brianna went, "Oh, Yeah, because it's sweet. Oh, and it's, it's... He, he took a minute, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's a fucked up way to find out your person some person is having an abortion it's just awkward i feel like (laughs) you also forgot my favorite line of the movie when she's in the bathroom right before she goes on her friend says you're gonna kill it out there and she goes no i'm doing that tomorrow yeah Yeah, making jokes making jokes right (laughs) look if you don't laugh you cry yeah exactly so uh no i think he really took a minute to think about like the situation Mm -hmm. and come to terms with the fact that like she was a pregnant and b like 
she wasn't going to keep it. You know what no. I mean? And so and then he came back and was like, well, I support you. You're right. We don't fucking know each other. Yeah. Like, it's it's yeah. actually the correct thing to do. So, you should well, not base a relationship off of one encounter. And yeah. granted, they've met a couple more times and they've had some really mm. good stuff. And I mean, I'll also say it too. It's the first time I haven't yelled at a movie like this where I'm just like, for the love of Christ, just talk it out. You actually yeah. see why it's awkward. It's a better knocked up. It's good. It's really good. So while at the clinic, he tells her that he supports her and that when he said that he wanted to be a grandfather, he didn't mean tomorrow, but sometime far in the future. After the abortion, Max takes Donna to his home where he makes her tea and they watch Gone with the Wind together. And, and that's how it ends. You know, they have a date, a real date, not just a drunken one night stand. Well, they'd gone out a couple of times during the movie yeah that's fair i do i do love the line where he's like he goes man the dmv was crowded yeah <laughs> yeah i do it's that's what i mean though i think he's a good person i think yeah. he's trying i think he genuinely likes her he came to the bookstore a couple times to try to talk to her when and she's sitting in that box she's in the box like sorry so busy <laughs> let me ask you this i always love to ask this question when you finish a movie because once a movie ends you don't really know the story afterwards how long are max and and her together oh after this yeah I mean, the hopeless romantic in me wants to say, like, forever, but... Mm -hmm. What's the realist <laughs> the in you realistic say? The realistic me says maybe six months. That's what I'm thinking. I'm saying, yeah. a I'm saying a year tops. They're very, very different people, and not that it can't work. I just don't see their lifestyles working together. Very, very true. Yeah. I don't know a single thing this director has done, so we can we can skip right over that. A lot of a lot of TV stuff. Mm. He's actually huge in HBO. I think it's a woman. She's actually huge in HBO. Excuse me. <laughs> I meant the royal he. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was probably when. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, probably when Max shows up at the mom's house. That is good. Yeah. Then they go and have that Italian food. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but it's realistic. Yeah. You know? It is. That. What about you? I mean, I am a big fan of any time she's on that stage. Like, when she bombed, when she did okay the first time, and when she really... Because I'll say it. I think her final set, she absolutely destroys up on, on that stage. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I, that's the clip we can use, is just her doing stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> One of her stand-ups. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. I like the when he shows up at the mom's house and he goes, oh, are the, those are orange Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Shoe report. Reporting is the shoe reporter, and the only shoes that are in this are orange Crocs. <laughs> Oh, and Max's slip-on shoes. And, um, you know, I don't love Crocs. I'm a Croc hater, but I can't be a full Croc hater because I'm also a secret admirer of them and I have to wear well, them Well, I think you like events. the feel, you hate the look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'd say those are our favorite scenes. And why do you why do you think they greenlit this? It's because it's important. You think so? Yes, it's about not shaming people for having abortions, first of all, which is, I think it's more important today than it was back in 2014. Yeah. Honestly, like, this is a movie that I think 
every person should watch today because it's just one of those like yeah it's a comedy but it has very important i don't know um ideas and message and a message that was the word i I just i I figured that's what you were going for i will say this i actually think this movie this movie might be the best aging movie we've watched so far like i don't think and i'll tell you this too if there are two lessons this movie teaches it teaches you the importance of why you should have the right to choose, not just as a man, but also a woman. Yep. But it also teaches you that New York winter looks like hell. Oh my God. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. New would York you, winter looks terrible. You wouldn't, like, even if you could stay at, like, a nice fancy hotel, you wouldn't go to New York in the winter? If I could stay in the hotel and never leave, absolutely. But you love seeing things outside. If somebody could videotape outside for me. <laughs> If I had You guys 19, can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes. 1,900 layers of clothing, I would go to New York in the winter. I think you would go even if you had 1,800 layers of clothing. We, we could talk about it. Fair. <laughs> I guess we're at that pivotal point where I ask you, uh, what do you give this? A24. Really? Oh, yeah. I'd watch it again for sure. Oh, good. Yeah. I give this a solid B24. I'm sorry. Why? It's not as good as, like, the things I've given an A24. I gave Enemy an A24, and I think that movie's better than this movie. I think it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. B means I would definitely watch it again, but it's not like... Okay. It's not like I am, like... Like, if you said, like, right now, like, if I walked out there, I could sit down and put that movie on at any point. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I bet you this movie grows with time. Like, this was on Tyler's best of his year in 2014 when this came out. Oh, yeah. So I have a feeling this movie will grow in appreciation the next time I sit down to watch this. I'll probably be watching it with you. Yeah, I mean... Absolutely. Yeah, this strikes me as a movie you will go back to. I will. I will. Okay, so we did the gradings, we did the ratings, we settled the scores, and now... It's time to talk about what we're doing next. Next the week. Rover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she spoiled it. Yes, the rover. <laughs> Drama. It's over for you. I know that. Whatever you think's over for me was over a long time ago. South, long way from here. I'll take you to him, I promise. From what I've seen of this trailer so far, I, it literally looks like Mad Max meets, like, Animal Kingdom. I'm gonna say this, it looks like it should be called Sad Max. God, it does. It just looks depressing, honestly. But guys, it stars Guy Pierce, Robert Pattinson, and Scoot McNary, and is directed by David McCod who also directed Animal Kingdom the movie. Oh, I'm watching Animal Kingdom the show. 
Oh, we know. <laughs> oh, that's a very cute poster. Yeah. Sorry, she sent me the rating that you guys will see when this comes out. And now that we've gotten that out of the way, why don't you tell them all the places they can find us, a.k.a. get your shit in. Okay, well, you can find us at uh, Instagram, and it's bnb underscore presents underscore. And I have been posting on Facebook, but we don't have a page, so you'll have to just uh, see us on Instagram. Sorry. Yeah, or or try to become her friend on Facebook. I probably won't add you. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) We don't know who you people are, you creeps, you (laughs) you skeletons. And then you can find our individual Instagrams from there and delve more into the secret lives of us. At BDH Imagery and at Movie Loving Lucha 87. Yes. And you guys can follow me at ET Critic for the Empty Theater Critic on Twitter. That's where I'm posting stuff. I've been watching a lot of 80s horror and a lot of 80s exploitation movies. He has. For BNB Presents A24 7, I have, of course, been one of your hosts, Ben. And I've been Brianna. It's more of her morning sickness. And guys, uh, keep it here 24 7. But before we get out of here, I do have to ask her the most important question. Brianna, what is the best non-A24 thing you saw this week? Thor. Love and thunder. <laughs> no, really, Thor was freaking incredible. Thor was a lot of fun. I won't lie, um, Ben thought it was a smart idea to uh, go to the movies after we took a trip to L.A. recently. And I nodded off about four times <laughs> in the theater. However... I saw the main parts of that two-hour movie, and it was an, it was awesome. I feel like you're not really giving them the full story. It makes it just... You actually make me sound more innocent in the version you just told. What she's not telling you is we had to be up at 2 a.m. to get to the airport because we left so early. And then we got home and we went to the movie at about 11.40. But she, she went through it. And I would say the best thing I saw this week that was non-A24... You know, honestly, kind of just being in Hollywood and seeing, like, Grauman's Chinese Theater and, like, seeing the new Beverly and, like, honestly going to, like, just different places in L.A. with you. That was probably the best non-A24 thing I saw. Oh, that was the best for me, too. But if we were talking shows and movies, that's, it was Thor. It can be anything, but, hey, Thor's Thor's a solid choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what was incredible was uh, these egg sandwiches, guys. You want to just give Egg egg Tuck a free... I'm not going to lie. I would like them to support me so I could get them sent to all you. those sandwiches sent to me. <laughs> I even recreated my own version tonight because it I was that it was fucking better. good. What? I think yours was better. Oh, well, I thought you said theirs was better and I was like, you're not wrong. No, but... <laughs> I think yours was honestly better. I like the sweetness a little more. Yeah, it but was I'm good. A, but I'm a much more sweet than savory guy. It was good. Yeah. Hashtag egg tuck in LA. Go find them. It's yeah. amazing. Incredible. Well, guys, as always, keep it here 24-7 for A24, and we'll see you guys next time. Ciao.